0: Welcome to the It Came From The Basement podcast, brought to you by tourworthy.com. My name is Jordan, and I interview the band still grinding it out in bars and basements to talk about the various DIY scenes from around the country and how it affected their lives. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Oklahoma sludge juggernauts Chatpile. I'm going to pass around for everyone to introduce themselves and say what they do for the band. My name is Stin. I play bass.
1: This is Reagan Bush, and I sing. (laughs) This is Luther Manhole. I play guitar.
2: This is Captain Ron, and I play drums.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, firstly, congratulations on God Country, and, like, all all the hype is well-deserved. I guess the first thing that I wanted to talk about was um, all your songs at least in my understanding are like encapsulations of characters and it's just kind of like putting. it's almost like you're writing a a monologue for each of these putting them in different situations, different scenarios to talk about different things going on and in a way it's kind of like a folk tradition that's going on with uh, like hearkening back to all like Bob Dylan, all these folk people from 70s and such which y'all are very much a hop skipping away from if they're, uh, if they're, it's like you're the toxic Avenger version of Bob Dylan. <laughs> but um, I guess for Raygon, what goes into bringing these characters to life, both like in the performance and in the writing?
3: Um, Well, we like to come up with like themes sometimes or like, for instance, tropical beaches, I didn't know, we had one track left to do and I didn't know what to do, but I have been talking earlier about doing a song about Don LaPree and so that's where that came from, you know. Uh, but then meanwhile, Dallas Beltway or Grimace or something, that's just something I made up. But you're right, I mean, I kind of think about, the thing I'm really got in my head that I'm, I'm thinking about that I'm trying to do a version of kind of is like Kerosene like Steve Albini, you know, like Prayer to God, like stuff like that, you know. But, I mean, but also, uh, like Atlantic City is a huge influence. Like the whole Nebraska album, the Bruce Springsteen album was like a big influence on me for sure with that kind of shit. And Nick Cave, of course, too. So I'm just kind of trying to copy those guys, honestly. Are you like a Dylan guy? Oh, I love Bob Dylan. D- I love Bob Dylan, but I, he, you know, I, I'm not going to
0: at all. Yeah, yeah.
1: Gonna,
0: you know. As a resident Jersey and we'll take, we'll take the, uh, the Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh my, my God. Name mud, sure. yeah. My name is mud. Tommy, the cat. That was actually, um, cause what made me think of this before was I've been going through a lot of like Tom Waits, discography. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just like y'all. I, I feel like y'all in, if Tom Waits were to ever come out of his hole, I would want him to do something with y'all. I feel like you would come, <laughs> it would be way out of left Tom field. Wade, <laughs> yeah, if Tom Waits somehow stumbles onto this particular Tom podcast. Like
1: to be in Bram Stoker's Dracula as yeah. Renfield. Yeah, we're just asking about his acting. Credits. Yeah, using risk shortcuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so, um you guys talk a lot about well in the interviews that I read and that I listened to about how 90s alt rock plays like such a major influence on your sound which is something a lot of people probably wouldn't think but I also hear like interviews with Converge it's like they're like this super out there metalcore band but there's that strong there's that song structure so I was wondering like what 90s pop alt rock what what, what was that show I, I can't remember under 120 minutes. Like, where... And Headbangers Ball. Too. And Headbangers Ball. So, where where are y'all... Oh, TRL was the show I was thinking of. But I think that's a little later. But uh, where would you say y'all are pulling from mostly?
2: Um, for me, I think something that's kind of important to note is that, uh, you know, we're all from, like, rural Oklahoma and grew up in the 90s. So, um, you know, a lot of our upbringing wasn't um, necessarily... Around like entirely underground music or um you know these obscure scenes or anything like our access to music was top 40 alternative radio and then mtv that kind of thing so uh, i i feel like that at least for for a lot of the band um strikes a major chord and it's kind of part of our dna it wasn't until we grew up and kind of were able to get out into the world a little bit more that um, we had exposure to more. Um, esoteric or uh, abrasive music you know so uh, I think we'll always be kind of indebted to that sort of um, 90's alt rock alt metal type type thing you know okay Okay, cool I covered it good job to me
0: I recently had a friend of mine who doesn't like listen to anything like this recognize a bunch of songs that I like asked her to check out because they were in the Buffy soundtrack. I was like, all right, I need I need to go back and watch this show. Like actually, oh. <laughs> it's like if I could if I could hear Far on a show. Yeah, I uh, I showed her Job's Eyes and she was like, I've heard this before. I'm like, why? How? <laughs> but That's cool, man. yeah. But uh, keeping on the theme of writing, I know most of the touring that you guys have done has been, like, around Oklahoma, and you talk in former interviews about, like, the landscape and the road and just kind of, like, these vast American highways that for a lot of people, especially, like, out here, I've never done a drive like that, so that's, like, legend. So do you feel that, like, that has an influence on the way that you guys write? Because you certainly have that, like overbearing, vast, uh, like tone and over and sound to your music. So I don't know, I don't know who wants to take this one. (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah, you know, it's again, um, it's a very abstract thing to try to like put into like music, um, per se, but I think just because of like where we're from and where we've grown up, um, that stuff kind of comes out naturally. And then, Kind of more like the aesthetics of the banner, like the, uh, the 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 themes that we touch on. That's a little more deliberate, where we are trying to capture kind of that element. You know, Bruce Springsteen coming up again, I guess. But you know, it's uh, I feel like you know we we try to do a little bit for Oklahoma what he's done for Jersey, I
1: suppose. You know, I did, I just personally really like uh, like regional art and stuff, and I think stuff gets really interesting. Uh, not even just with art, but just like regionalisms in general just like the way people talk in certain places or the food they eat or anything like that like all that stuff is like way more interesting to me than like the most blown out like macro version of that so Mm -hmm. I don't know I think that's something that we kind of try and put in our music a little bit is just like it's very Oklahoma very plains very strip malls and you know oil derricks and stuff like that and I don't know it's uh, it kind of just finds its way in there a little bit Uh, because I don't know it's where we're from and a part of us so why not you know make it a little more deliberate like that
2: i feel like the alt metal thing kind of ties back into that too because i feel like like beavis and butthead type 90s metal music is very much like midwest uh dirt baggy you know rule kind of music in a way yeah um it's it's kind of like the Appalachian hill songs of uh, you know North Texas and the Oklahoma. So, yeah, Oklahoma. exactly. Um, is you know like Typo Negative and White Zombie and stuff. So yeah, yeah, Allison Chains. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, this is our culture.
3: Yeah. throw
0: Guar into that mix. See, I feel that's like too northeastern, that's east coast. Yeah, it's, too, it's, it's
2: a little too northeastern.
0: Pantera, nice. Pantera on the other hand. Is very much- <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, cuz they're they're from Virginia, so that that checks out. Yeah. But um all right, back to the cheat sheet. So, in one of the uh, things that I read, I forgot what song you were referring to specifically, but you referred to the riff as an ass-beating riff. Okay. And I also recall that you're the the resident hardcore aficionado I'll, of I'll, the I'll outfit. Definitely the most, uh, yeah. So, When this ass-beating riff comes out later, how do you want the crowd to accept it? Do you want some ass-beating to take place? Or do you just want them to have their asses beat by the riff? He's
1: talking about issues in particular. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I don't want to see anyone crowd-killing anyone. Uh, I think my dad, my 61-year-old dad's at this show, so please don't spin-kick him in the face. But... you know, you know, he's, he's here, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I, I always want to see people like move around to us though. The, the worst, the worst show for me is a bunch of people with their arms crossed, nodding, uh, even though that's exactly what I do. Cause I'm a coward and I'm in my thirties now and just don't want to hurt myself. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely was back in the day. Cause I grew up into like street punk and going to hardcore shows and, circle pits and doing all that shit and now I just don't anymore but I, I want I mean we have a song on the album where Reagan says get the fuck up mm-hmm. at the end of beaches you know we <laughs> you want him to get the fuck up a little bit so uh, so yeah I guess
3: and we're not going to play that song if the crowd is sitting there with their arms crossed you won't get to hear tropical beach I'm not going to make a fool myself
0: <laughs> in front of everybody I'll make sure to rally everyone. I'm. I've. I've been saving my energy for this evening. <laughs> what. What. What's left of it. So, uh, an- another one for Ray Gun. Um You mentioned in one. Of, I, I keep. I keep quoting articles. Just can't remember where they're from and if people hear who wrote them. They're gonna be mad at me. But whatever. <laughs> but um, you mentioned that like lyrically, you try to like toe the line never crossing into edgelord territory but still not trying to shy away from the things that you want to write about and so i was wondering what that kind of what that process is like i'm sure like you all weigh in to kind of like guide the course maybe but i'm I'm, i because that's a that's a difficult line to walk i
3: i mainly when i write my stuff. I mean, there's a certain amount of humor involved, but I'm always trying to come from a place of sensitivity and understanding or trying to be that. I'm not trying to come on with some churlish attitude, acting like I'm better than whoever. You know, that's not my trip at all. And I don't... So that's that's kind of what I mean with... I don't want to be an edge lord. Like, I don't ever want to punch down. I don't even want to punch... Sideways, you know what I mean? Like, that shit sucks, and that's not how I'm trying to do my deal. And, uh, but no, these guys pretty much let me do what I want, honestly, you know. To
0: awesome. So, uh, I think that was all I had in the book. I don't know if you guys have anything else that you're currently working on either this project, other project that you want people to be paying attention to, or maybe some more arts and crafts that are on the way for the rest of the tour. Okay, so this, uh, this will probably come out in like the next two weeks. Go for it.
2: So, uh, all the way back in Feb, when do we work on Ten Killer?
3: Right before the album, so...
2: Uh, we finish it in... in f- so we started. Okay. The
3: beginning
2: of yeah. So all the way back, it was even before then because we it was in December. Okay. So back in December of 2020, um, we actually uh, wrote and recorded a the score for a movie called Ten Killer, um, and that is going to be out on November 18th. Um, our soundtrack is actually going to be released that same day, and then this is a, an exclusive scoop for you. We're releasing a cassette single. Um, of the two most songy songs that are actually on this soundtrack most of it's very
1: abstract music.
2: yeah yeah score, Mo- like yeah it's a yeah, score yeah. so most of, most of it it's going to be very different from what you expect from Chatpile it's very atmospheric so,
0: like, no corn you know,
2: well there's a little bit of that in there from time to time <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes yeah, so the, the two I would say like most like proper songs are going to be released as a cassette single and then probably sometime in 2023. Um, An actual LP release of the full soundtrack will be available Um, We also have a a split single coming out I think it's probably a little too early to say with who, through who and all that stuff But be on the lookout for a couple songs from us and another great band Hopefully uh, early next year, but it might be later than that And then, uh, yeah, otherwise we are just kind of starting to Basically this run of shows is going to be our last for a long time because we're trying to take a little time out to write uh, a new album, so that's what we'll be kind of working on this winter, um, kind of getting the uh, bones of that put together. So,
0: so I, I know, like, you guys talk a lot about having your lives outside of the band. So this is you never want. The, do you ever want this to take over that, or do you like the balance that you have and want to maintain it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I going to say like it would be. The, the amount that you have to tour in, honor, in, in order to replace the income is, like, is so much. I just feel like, you know, it would be sick to not work my terrible office job and just do weird, upsetting music full-time. You know, that would be awesome. Uh, but, I mean, you kind of just have to tour so much and, like, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know if it's something that will ever fully be, like, you know full road dogs going like you know 40 dates or anything like that
2: we're also finding that anytime we try to hit the road and do even like the smallest things it costs so much money that you don't expect it's, it's like a
1: terrible timing. To yeah tour right now.
2: and people are canceling tours literally because they can't make the math work and we are uh, even to our small degree realizing that everyone is right to cancel the tours that they're doing so good job everybody
0: well, thank you for still coming through on this one. <laughs> I, uh, I, I jumped on tickets before I even like thought about reaching out for an interview. So. <laughs> so thank you again for agreeing to do this and hanging out. And I very much look forward to your set. Of course. This has been It Came From The Basement via tourworthy.com. This is Jordan signing off.